Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Look in any movie theater, and you'll see screens filled with superheroes. They fight for the powerless, they have loyal sidekicks, they defeat their enemies, and they get the girl. And they all have a common ancestor. Robin Hood. Meet the world's first superhero. He's been a fixture of folklore since the 1300s, and his popularity shows no sign of waning. But with so many stories, one simple question has remained strangely elusive. Was Robin Hood a real person? Was there a vigilante in Sherwood Forest who stole from the rich and gave to the poor? Recent archaeological discoveries in Nottingham have revealed miles of tunnels beneath the city that may provide clues about Robin Hood's identity, and researchers in two different locations may be on the verge of uncovering the final resting place of the world's most famous thief. New evidence is revealing a Robin Hood legend unlike any you've ever heard, and it may change who you root for. My mission? To dive into 800 years of legends, to investigate the tunnels beneath Nottingham, and join historians in search of Hood's grave. My hope is to learn once and for all who was Robin Hood, and was he really the hero we've made him out to be? My name is Josh Gates. With a degree in archaeology and a passion for exploration, my travels have taken me to the ends of the earth as I investigate the greatest legends in history. This is Expedition Unknown. A long flight across the Atlantic lands me in London, England. More than just a world capital, London sometimes feels like the capital of the world. The city of London, maybe more than any other major city in the world, defies a simple description. London isn't just a city, it's every city. A mecca of art, music, fashion, culture. And while it's dripping in history, Somehow, London manages to be totally modern, and all the pieces seem to fit together into something that is inherently British. It's here, in the center of the British Empire, that I'm about to start my quest to find Robin Hood. For a moment, though, I just want to soak all of this in. In case you hadn't noticed, the English drive on the left side of the road, that takes some getting used to. God, this is a very dangerous city to be an American in. Welcome to London! Oh my god, you are London. Do I recognize you from somewhere? Uh, yeah, I'm on TV. Really? Which one? Uh, it's called To Catch a Predator. Sir, why don't you have a seat? <laughs> the stereotype of the repressed, uptight Englishman takes yet another hit. Sightseeing has been a blast, but I'll admit I was expecting a bit more from one London landmark. I gotta tell you, I don't know why they call this thing Big Ben. It's tiny. Total disappointment. I'm in London to check out the humble beginnings of the Robin Hood legend, here at the British Library, home to just about every important document in the history of the Empire. The original Robin Hood stories weren't in the movies. They were ballads, sung by medieval troubadours traveling from town to town as the entertainment of the day. Eventually, the songs were written down as lyric poems, and some of the earliest versions still exist today. In a special viewing room, I've been granted extremely rare permission to see an original printing firsthand. 
And what year is this from? It was published in London around about 1560. 450 years old. The overdue finds on this thing are brutal. That is absolutely amazing. Here beginneth a little jest of Robin Hood and his merry men, and of the proud sheriff of Nottingham. That beginning is really what we think of when we think of the beginning of the story of Robin Hood. The Jest of Robin Hood is a collection of the original ballads, which have many of the essential Robin Hood details that we still associate with him today. He's a proficient archer who lives in Sherwood Forest with his merry men, including his faithful right-hand man, the immense Little John, and the perennially plastered Friar Tuck. And of course, he does battle against the wicked Sheriff of Nottingham. While the core elements of the story have remained unchanged for hundreds of years, it turns out there are also startling differences in the source material. Many of the tales are brutally violent, and Robin's love interest, Maid Marian, nowhere to be found. Most shockingly, the original Robin Hood robs wealthy travelers, but doesn't seem too concerned about giving to the poor. That character trait doesn't appear for centuries. Do you think that these writings are based on a real man? Characters throughout the ages were called Robin Hood, and I would think probably a grain of truth in there. How mm -hmm. much, I don't know. Somebody starts telling the story, are they always based on something? That's the mystery. Now that I've seen one of the original ballads for myself, my first stop is one of the most famous locations in the Robin Hood legend, Nottingham. There we go. She's alive. All right, Robin Hood, let's do this. My sweet ride through the English countryside is older than I am, but it's still a triumph, one might say, of British engineering. This is a 1968 Triumph Bonneville, 650 cc's. This is the bike that I dream about when I go to sleep at night. Although I am on the wrong side of the road and my brake and my shifter are reversed, I can't imagine what could go wrong. Nottingham is just over 100 miles north of London, which means I can get there without missing tea time. This is the heart of where many of Robin Hood's adventures took place, and of course, was home to his archenemy, the Sheriff of Nottingham. And even today, Hood's influence is felt everywhere you look. When I think of Nottingham, I think of a legendary place, a medieval city with an infamous outlaw, which is why it is very surprising to find this. A modern, bustling town. Including the suburbs, there's more than a million and a half people here. It's brimming with shops and pubs and students. It's a place that Robin Hood would hardly recognize. On the other side of town, I nervously make my way to meet someone who's made a career out of hunting down Robin Hood, the dreaded and very real Sheriff of Nottingham. Next to the Monarch of England, the Sheriff of Nottingham is the oldest continuously held office in the country. We know the Sheriff of the 12th century stories as a treacherous villain who led a corrupt regime. As for the Sheriff of 2015, I'm about to find out. Hello. My search for the real Robin Hood has brought me, naturally, to Nottingham, home jurisdiction of Hood's nemesis, the evil High Sheriff. Hello? Hello. Very nice to meet you. Welcome to Nottingham. Thank you very much. You are the... Real Sheriff of Nottingham. I have to say, that is so cool. <laughs> for someone with the most notorious job title in the world, she's a lot less Alan Rickman and a lot more Maggie Smith. I actually, I, I actually felt nervous knocking on your door. <laughs> Nobody's nervous of me. Are you out there busting crime? 
It's a ceremonial role mm -hmm. these days. Your predecessor has kind of a bad reputation. Yes. They administered the land for the king and they had the powers to condemn people to death. Do you have the power to condemn me to death? Not, not now, not since 1972. Well, nobody was better at, at capturing Robin Hood than the Sheriff of Nottingham. Do you have any tips for me? Well, we didn't hold on to him for very long, <laughs> so it wasn't much good. I think he died an old man, apparently. You were good at catching him, but not keeping him. Not keeping him, yeah. yeah. Jackie tells me that in the jest of Robin Hood, the Sheriff of Nottingham captures our hero and imprisons him in the infamous dungeons of Nottingham Castle but he flees through a series of tunnels beneath the fortress. But is this even possible? The ability to verify the story could tell us whether or not Robin Hood was a real man. And lucky for me, the remains of the castle survive today. This is what's known as Castle Rock, really commanding position that looks out more than 100 feet over the city and the river beyond. And there's been some sort of fortress here for at least a thousand years. Tim. Pleased to meet you. How are you? Very well indeed. Yourself? Good, good. Tim Pollard is a lifelong Nottingham resident and researcher who has spent decades studying the legend of Robin Hood. This does not look like Nottingham Castle. This looks like a nice stately home. Uh, it is, but at the time of Robin Hood, there would have been a stone castle here, and that would have been the seat of the Sheriff of Nottingham, who, of course, you've heard of. Okay, well, let's see where Robin Hood was locked up. Absolutely, this way. Let's uh, head down into the darkness now. Boy, it is dark. And a proper old-fashioned gate. Wow, this is amazing. Very old passageway. Going down underneath the sandstone that the uh, castle's built on. It does go quite deep underground. Absolutely, from the top of the castle rock, 40 metres all the way down to ground level, and then it continues to go further underground than that. Eight centuries fall away, just going down the stairs from the surface to the dungeon of Nottingham Castle. Here we are, coming into a genuine medieval dungeon. This would have been here from 1068. This is original stonework from the dungeon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, feel the history. Imagine you're Robin Hood. You've been captured by the Sheriff of Nottingham. You're trapped in here. There's really no way out. And if you're going to get out of this, you need to be good. One of the rooms uh, that's attached to this cave system is the Sheriff of Nottingham's wine cellar, where he kept all of the good stuff for himself. One of the legends tells that Robin engages the sheriff in conversation, gets the sheriff and his guards very, very drunk. He manages then to escape through some of the other exitways. Now, we just came down a single staircase, a single tunnel into this one room. That seems pretty hard to, to escape from. Is that everything that's down here, or is there more? No, underneath the castle is riddled with caves. We're actually coming down further underground. Whoa! This is wild. So this is the entrance to some of the caves. Oh, wow. Uh, underneath the castle is riddled uh, with natural caves as well as the, uh, the man-made ones. And there's areas of caves underneath and tunnels underneath the rock that we still haven't explored fully either. And if Robin can find his way into one of those passageways, he's going to be able to make his way out through the castle rock and escape to freedom. A lot of these passages haven't been explored even today. Not even today, no. There's a, there's a project going on to map a lot of the tunnels and caves uh, under Nottingham Castle and around the city centre. On they're building a 3D map of all the tunnels and caves that to find. That's amazing. Do you think there was a Robin Hood? Yes. There's lots of things that tie this together, and there's every reason to believe that there was a real man at the basis of that. So if a labyrinth of caves under Nottingham is being mapped, perhaps one of those caves contains a clue to Robin's true identity. Tim directs me to meet with archaeologist Peter Hammond, 
part of a team that's been making incredible new findings underneath Nottingham. But instead of a dig site, the address he's given me appears to be a high-end men's clothing store. Oh, Josh. Yes, are you Peter? I'm Peter Hammond. Welcome to the Portsmouth shop here in Nottingham. I'm happy to be here, but I'm very confused to be here. So this is a lovely store, but I was told that you are a man to see about caves and dungeons and things like that. Correct. Like many Nottingham's buildings, there are secrets beneath. Come this way. I do need some pants too while I'm here. Right, just this way. Like most stores, there's a basement. Unlike most stores, there is a secret sub-basement. This way, Josh. Wow, look at that. I mean, this goes way down. Whoa, this is not what I expected to find under a posh men's clothing store. Certainly not. This is incredible. What, what is this? It's basically a wine cellar. All hand dug. All handmade. You see the pit marks? This is amazing. Are there many of these caves under Nottingham? There's hundreds. There's over 500 caves discovered so far. 500? And, and there's still things being found down here? But in fact, we're doing some work down these caves at the moment. Just down here. Dr. Hammond leads me deeper into the caves where I make another discovery. This guy. Hello. This is Dr. Lucas Bonnenberg from the University of Nottingham. He's been using cutting-edge laser mapping to make 3D renderings of the Nottingham Caves. It's quite noisy. There's a laser beam. We should rotate around the axis. Beams of light pour over every inch of surface area, creating a detailed map of the cave, far more accurate than any hand measurement could ever be. Here we go. Look at that. That is so cool. So it's a full 3D laser scan of the entire room. Yes. So the concept is to have a recording of all the caves underneath the city of Nottingham. The 3D images this thing creates are amazing. There's nothing that can hide from the lasers, including us. And in terms of archaeological evidence, can you show me a bit of what you're finding down here? Sure, yeah, if you come over this way. Sure, yeah. Wow, this is something else. Look at all of this glass. Are you finding things down here from the era that Robin Hood is supposed to have lived in? Uh, yes, 12, 13, 1400s, lots of material, particularly pottery from that time. Here's an old clay pipe from just before the English Civil War, I'd say. That's incredible. And a lot of bottles. Someone had a real blowout down here. And a smashing time. What a neat window into the past. It's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. And, and as I say, they're still being excavated all the time and just never know what we're going to find next. That's what makes it so exciting. When I find artifacts like these in the caves and I think, who last held these? Was Robin Hood? You never know. <sighs> amazing. Well, thank you so much for the tour, Archie. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, all the best. Thanks, Doctor. The final scans reveal not just this cave, but a spider web of passages beneath the castle, along with materials from Robin Hood's era. We now know that his legendary escapes were possible and hold up to the scrutiny of modern archaeology. Satisfied that new evidence could emerge here in time, I leave Nottingham to get back on the case. But like everywhere else in the world, you exit through the gift shop. Hard to believe they have this very, very rare and original Robin Hood mouse pad. Hi, I'm Robin Hood. Hi, I'm Friar Tuck. We've scaled way back this season on our budget. We've got Robin Hood, we've got Friar Tuck, and of course, made Barian. It's a softball, but I'm taking it. Back on the trail, my trusty bike and I head out to the most famous location in Robin Hood lore. It's 20 short miles north to, where else? Sherwood Forest. Sherwood Forest isn't just where Robin Hood robbed the rich. It was said to be his home, and that of his merry men. 
So in medieval times, Sherwood was a royal forest, and it was huge. It stretched on for more than 30 miles. It's much smaller today, but you can still imagine what it... My good lord! Oh, boy. Who are you that walks through my forest? Uh, I'm Josh. Are you... Robin Hood? Yes. I stand before you, hero of Sherwood Forest, champion of England. I'm definitely having an acid trip right now. I'm sorry to intrude. I appreciate you not killing me. Oh, you are welcome. You are granted safe passage. Aid Andrews is the Robin Hood of Sherwood. Of course he is. What else is he going to do dressed like that? He's dedicated his life to studying and recreating the persona of the world's most famous thief. There's this huge legend, and it's changed so much over time. But what I want to know is, is there a man underneath it all? If you want to understand the truth of the legend of Robin Hood, you need to know what it was like to live in those times. You need to feel it in your bones, my friend. I got a funny feeling this is going to be very embarrassing for me. How's it going, man? No, I'm pretty sure I look ridiculous. <laughs> It'll do, my friend. The forest is waiting. <laughs> I feel like you look like a badass warrior. I look like an extra in a Monty Python sketch. Like a peasant? Yes, I look like a peasant. Well, Robin Hood was a peasant. So I'm in good company. You are indeed. Well, let's step into the Greenwood path and show you what it was like to be an outlaw in medieval England. Let's do it. Now appropriately attired, I follow Aid into Sherwood, trying to connect the stories of 800 years with the woods that surround us today. What are the elements in the legends that we know are true? The locations, the uh, geography, passing right through Sherwood Forest was the Great North Road, which is a main road linking uh, London with York. So, of course, there would have been many travellers on this, whether it was the, uh, the fat bishops or the Norman lords. These would have been easy prey for those who live outside the law. And, of course, uh, this tree here is the major oak, the world's most famous tree, surely. Legend tells us Robin Hood and his merry men met here. The heartwood of the oak tree dies away and it becomes hollow. So there's a natural cave in there. You fit 14 people. Wow. How old is the tree? Um, it's around 1,000 years old. That's insane. So if Robin Hood were real, this tree may have been alive when he was alive. Indeed. Who knows what this tree saw? We go deeper into the forest, and as the trees close in around us, I begin to consider what it might have been like to actually live here in medieval England. We see Robin Hood through a kind of Disney lens today, this sort of sanitized noble outlaw. That is far from the truth. Can you imagine living in this forest in the deepest midwinter? Mud, sleet, rain, ice, no food, darkness. It would have been an absolute nightmare. And of course, these real outlaws, they were desperate and dangerous people. The Robin Hood legends were born of a time when a king ruled over nobles who heavily taxed the people of their districts. Outlaws like Robin Hood rose up to strike out against the only class in England with money and became heroes for the poor and the disenfranchised. They would have robbed and killed anyone who crossed their path. Stop it, you're breaking my heart. In a clearing, Aid introduces me to a couple of his merry men. Robin Hood had Little John. He's got these two guys. My outlaws, Wolf, Frytuck. Nice to meet you. Bless you, my son. <laughs> Wolf, is it? Pleasure, yes. So, merry men. Indeed. But if you really want to know what it's like to be Robin Hood, you've got to be able to fight like Robin Hood. Okay, so what are the options? Well, you can either fight me with a sword, or we can show you the bow and arrow. Well, let's do the sword. Okay. <clears throat> let's do the arrows. Despite having spent his life as Robin Hood, Aid isn't the best shot in this bunch. His friend Wolf is going to teach me the art of the longbow. 
This is the type of bow generally that would have been used in that period? Very similar. This looks quite a bit bigger than a modern bow. The length has its purpose. It doesn't have to draw back as far. You can't hold them at full draw for very long at all because they will snap. But that's sort of in the movies what we see, right? The whole army draws back. Yes. Hold. Yes. Hold. Yes, and that's wrong. My dreams are getting crushed today. Friar, do you have any booze on you? <laughs> Come back later tonight, we'll sort something out for you. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Archery is very simple. You focus on your target, you draw to a point of anchor on your face. Come on! Have we alerted everybody in this area of the forest? Children, families, squirrels, anybody? And when you're ready, you release the arrow. That was a nice clean shot. Okay. I came out of the bow nice and quiet. Thank you, thank you. You're a very polite band of outlaws. You're on the board. I'm on the board. Come on. A little high. Brian, how are you feeling standing right there? Relatively safe? I got this. I got this. Oh, sorry, Friar. You're forgiven, my son. Love this guy. Yeah. It's not easy. No, it's a simple process, but not necessarily easy. And so I certainly have a feel for how difficult it would have been to be an outlaw out in these woods. Do you think that Robin Hood was a real man? The background to the story is all true. By apprenticing with aid, I've been able to verify that the geography of Robin Hood's stomping grounds and the weapons of the day both align closely with the legends. Having gained a better understanding of the realities of outlaw life, I see now that it isn't nearly as romantic as the Hollywood version of the legend. But in terms of identifying an actual man, I have no names and no body. But all that may be about to change. I'm driving north into Yorkshire to investigate one of the most compelling leads in the case. Kirkley's Priory may have something that no other place in England claims to have, Robin Hood's grave. This is private land, and I'm lucky to have been given access by historian David Hepworth. Kirkley's is mentioned by name in the very last Robin Hood story. According to the legend, this is where Robin Hood died. Robin Hood comes here, why? He's got a relative who's the prioress of the nunnery. She's the head of the nunnery. She's the head of the nunnery. Okay. What he doesn't know is that she didn't like a lot of what he'd done in his time and has done this pact to do him in. The ballads say a wounded Robin Hood is brought to the priory for medical care. His cousin, the prioress, treats him by bleeding him, a common medical practice at the time. But she goes too far, and soon Robin Hood is dying. And so what's the final end of all this? Well, in one version, little John is there to see him, and John helps him draw his bow, shoots an arrow, and says, wherever this lands, that's where I want to be buried. And so if the story's true, somewhere on this property, Robin Hood is buried? Yeah. Okay, so where? There is a grave on the site way away from here. Whether it is or not is another matter. There's lots of controversy surrounding it. As rain begins to fall over Kirkley's, David and I make our way up a tree-lined path to a clearing that seems like it's from a children's book. There, under the oak trees, stands the crumbling grave of Robin Hood. Welcome to Robin Hood's grave. This is amazing. Here, underneath this little stone, lays Robert, Earl of Huntingdon. Near Archer were as he so good, and people called him Robin Hood. December 1247. So how long has this been here? There's been this grave slab here since at least 1669. So this was built four or five hundred years after Robin Hood's death, mm -hmm. right? And has the grave ever been fully excavated? No. no. Never? Never. 
Despite this being a hotly contested and totally possible final resting place for Robin Hood, the previous estate owners never consented to an investigation, but new owners now want the question settled. Determined to solve the mystery and with unprecedented access to the grave, we call in Thomas Grout Javas. Tom. Hello. Hey, I'm Josh. And his miraculous ground-penetrating radar. GPR uses pulses of sound to look underground without the trouble and potential damage of excavation. So, Tom, walk me through what we're seeing up here. Okay, so the smaller spikes you can see are tree roots. If you were looking for something like a grave, you'd be looking big disturbance. It'd be a lot more clear. We begin by scanning the perimeter of the grave, checking for any other ground disturbances that might indicate a larger graveyard on the site. All right, Tom, where are we at? Uh, there's nothing really. It is clean as can be down there, it looks like. Yeah, just tree roots, nothing substantial at all. The scanning is tedious, but the prospect of confirming the location of Robin Hood's body is beyond exciting. I literally can't wait to scan this grave. Are we okay to go inside? Yeah. We drag the GPR unit over the wall, and I get to work. Oh, got something. Got something. Yeah? Yeah, yeah there's definitely a layer down here. It's really distinct. Here, Tom, David, look at this. What is that? There's a clear disturbance in the ground there. There's definitely, there's definitely something down there. What am I looking at there? We've got kind of a black layer here. It's not particularly large. Could be a rock under the ground or... Is it Robin Hood? Or, mm, well... Tom, could, Tom, could, be could, hopeful, Tom. Could. I would describe it as an anomaly. The ground above it is, is, is undisturbed. If it were to be a grave, uh, the, the top would have been disturbed. Are you saying that you don't think that the soil's been turned over? No, it hasn't, not at all. So I guess the real question is, is anybody buried here? No. It would be clear. Wow. You can amend the history books. The monument, his gravestone, all false leads. This is a big deal. I mean, it does settle this yeah. gravesite. There has always been this question, did this grave contain bodies? Now we've got firm evidence. Nothing here. So that means the hunt continues. It continues. With no body in the grave with his name on it, could Robin Hood be buried somewhere else at Kirkley's? David and I return to the Priory to continue our investigation. David has an incomplete estate map from the 15th century that may help us locate the building where Robin Hood fired an arrow to choose his final resting place. How many buildings would have been in here, do you think? About 20. And today, how many are there? Uh, three to four. For your money, where do you think that arrow shot could have happened from? I think it had to have happened in the enclosure of the nunnery itself. Because that's it, where a sick person would have been taken? Yeah. What would be helpful is to be able to get an aerial so that you could look at the buildings that exist now, look at the buildings on the oldest maps, and collate the data together. Okay, well, now we just need a plane. Well, there are a few people that have got planes around here, but you're going to have to accept it's a bone shaker. A bone shaker? Yeah. A bone shaker. This is a bone shaker. A World War II-era tiger moth that was once part of the most valiant fleet in the air, the Royal Air Force. The plane comes with a pilot who also appears to be World War II vintage. This is amazing. She's an absolute beauty, isn't she? Yeah, I'm talking about the mustache. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> ben, I have some amazing news for you. Huh? The war is over. Oh, We've please. won. <laughs> with the open cockpit, I can scout Kirkley's Priory and photograph and tag the buildings with GPS to create a precise map of the site. This aircraft is living history. And to soar over Britain in one of the planes that helped to win World War II is just about the most thrilling thing I have ever experienced. It's amazing up here. I mean, in this open cockpit. 
again. <laughs> we like to take the piss out of each other, but uh, we did save the world once. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, headed up to the old Kirkley's Priory. As we approach the airspace over Kirkley's, we begin to photograph and scan the site from above. With exact readings, we should be able to overlay the ruins detected today with David's old site plan to make an accurate picture of the Priory as it appeared in Robin Hood's time. Okay, we're over the Priory now. Not a lot left in terms of the original buildings. You can see the remains of the uh, gatehouse and the old barn down there, tagging that on GPS. It's a pretty big estate. It's about 2,000 acres. Okay, let's circle back and uh, bring her home. Smooth as silk. You're hell of a pilot, Ben. Thank you for a great flight. Thank you very much. I'm never getting out of this plane. I'm literally sewn into this plane. <laughs> with my bones thoroughly shaken, I return to Kirkley's with a new chart based on the GPS coordinates that I took from the air. David has brought in an expert archer to help us recreate one of the most famous arrow shots in history. I'm Josh. Rob? Robin? Robert. Damn. <laughs> so close. So we've gone up in the plane, we've got some better data now, and we've GPS markered so that we can get our distances a bit more exact. Mm -hmm. Where do you think that arrow could have been fired from, the most likely place? The most likely place is down in that area there, because you'd got water inlet. So for, for a guy receiving medical treatment? Fairly essential. Our scans are able to recreate the layout of Kirkley's as it would have appeared to Robin Hood. Based on the layout and proximity to fresh water, David believes this structure is the most likely spot for the hospital where Robin lay dying. Here's the plan. Rob, our longbow archer, will shoot from the exact spot we think Robin would have fired. We'll use his arrows to establish a radius for where Robin's arrow might have fallen. Then, we'll scan the radius with our ground-penetrating radar, hopefully giving us a chance at finding the long-lost grave of Robin Hood. Whew. All right, last one. Here we go. You're getting high marks from us. <laughs> All right, great. So let's go. Let's go right. find some arrows. Handheld GPS gives us precise distances on all of Rob's arrows. Arrow one, 283. Pretty good. All right. 310 feet. 462. You're getting better. Last one, 671. That's lethal. With the farthest arrow reaching 600 feet and the shortest arrow at only 200 feet, we have a 400-foot diameter to search around the firing site. We link back up with Tom and once again unleash the ground-penetrating radar to begin the scan. We've identified this kind of donut shape of space that we need to scan. We'll be relying on you to interpret the screen, of course. Sound good? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. All right, let's get cracking. Uh -huh. Okay. So what will one of these set me back, Tom? Uh, you'd be looking at around $25,000. Okay, I'm going to let you run the machine. <laughs> Covering this amount of territory is an arduous process. I'm learning that this is about uh, patience. You can't do it too quickly, because I mean, right. it's, it's not, it's not going to pick everything up that you potentially want to see. Slow and steady wins the race. That's right. Slow and steady finds the grave. After hours of scanning, we find no evidence of a ground disturbance in this area. But the absence of evidence here is significant. With the marked grave turning out to be no grave at all, and with no other burials in the search diameter, Kirkley's has faded as the site of a real Robin Hood's burial. But what if Robin Hood was buried somewhere else, under a different name? A monumental new theory suggests that the man behind the legends might not be the man we've assumed. And he might not be the hero we've always hoped for. In a lonely churchyard near Loxley, I find Robert White, 
Another Robin Hood aficionado, but one with a theory about his true identity that could completely upend the Robin Hood legend. This is Loxley. It is, that's right. You're a member of the Worldwide Robin Hood Society. As you know, I'm trying to separate the legend of Robin Hood from the history of Robin Hood. Yes. So how does that bring us here? Because one of the contenders is reputedly buried here under this stone. So Robin Hood could be right here? He could be right there. And who is that? Roger Godbird. Roger Godbird. And Godbird, he was a real man. He was a real man, yes. Roger Godbird was a convicted arsonist, burglar, and murderer. There aren't many stories where I could imagine him being the good guy. His story and elements of the Robin Hood story fit quite nicely. He was in Sherwood Forest in the right period of history. He also was an outlaw from this particular village of Loxley. He was even captured by the Sheriff of Nottingham at one point and taken to Nottingham Castle. To tie the thing even more closely with the Robin Hood legend, the records from this church show that this gravestone may well have been moved from a place called Kirklees Priory. It's the place where Robin Hood actually died. Right, yeah, we were just there. Where he fired his last arrow, and consequently, there is a gravesite there, and this stone was reputedly moved from there, and in the 16th century, someone drew what the gravestone was like, and it bears a remarkable resemblance to the one we've got here. And so Robin Hood could be right here? It could be. Wow. So if Robin did die at Kirkley's, he may have been buried there, but then they moved the grave here. Now, did they move the stone or the stone and the body? Well, we don't know at the moment. So that's the mystery then? Yes, that's the mystery. And I take it that excavating here is probably not an option? No, it's not, no. It's sacred ground. would be wrong to disturb it. So what we're really going to do is scan this area and find out once and for all, is there something in this grave? Once again, I'm bearing witness to a world first. This is the first time that Robert and the Society have been granted permission to scan the grave, and we're using a device known as a ferroscanner to do it. Am I safe to be holding this? Oh, yes. I'm okay to have children. You are. Okay, here we go. Scanning starting now. A ferroscanner detects iron-based materials underground. If Robin was indeed buried with his spear, bow, and arrows, as the legend says, this scanner will detect it. It should also tell us if there's a burial here or just a stone moved from Kirkley's Priory. All right, well, whew, that's a lot of it. I think you had the better deal up here. Oh, definitely, without doubt. Now <laughs> <laughs> I'll import the data onto here and we'll have a look and see what we've got. So what am I looking for here, a guy holding a bow? What we're now looking for is any indications underneath as we move across from left to right. This up here is just kind of the stone on top, is that what I'm seeing there? Yeah. So I'm looking at a profile view. That's right. Okay, got it. Nothing yet down there. No, nothing, only just... Oh, oh look at that! Look at that right there! Crikey. There's something down there. That's really significant. Bob, there's something there down there. There is? Absolutely. That's amazing. I mean, that is as clear as the stone above. It's a clear, solid object there. Could be a burial. It could be a burial, that's right. How cool is it to be the first people to look under this grave in hundreds of years? That's quite something, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it? Absolutely. We've hit pay dirt. This is an occupied grave. Confirming that this is Godbird will take future DNA analysis, but there is a distinct possibility that we are standing on the grave of Robin Hood.
So it could be that the legend leads right here. Yeah, we may well be looking at Robin Hood himself. That's amazing. My travels have carried me across England, chasing down the many sights and stories associated with the Robin Hood legend. I've languished in the dungeons of Nottingham Castle, soared over the British countryside, and fired arrows with the merry men of Sherwood Forest. I've recreated Robin's final moments and searched underground for his remains. I've even explored the possibility that the greatest hero of the English language may in fact be the villain of his own story. I've been able to confirm that many of the important elements of the Robin Hood ballads are not only possible, but almost certainly true. But was Robin Hood a flesh-and-blood man? The events of his day seem too clearly reflected in the ballads to be pure fiction. Perhaps there was a little of Godbird in him, along with dozens of other bandits that roamed the forests. And though they were important in forming the Robin Hood legend, the most important authors of his story have been you and me. His story may have begun in the 12th century, but it continues to grow today, with Robin always becoming what we need him to be. And no matter what lies ahead, we can rest assured that Robin Hood will be there to save us. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.